Now, we all know there's tons of different CBDs out there, right? Well, there's one that you guys need to try, Hemparita. Simply go to iHemparita.com, click the link right in the description, get the best CBD gummies and the best CBD shooters you can get. I'm telling you, I have some right here. Look, there's a shooter. There's the gummy. One of these gummies is one serving. Half of this shooter is one serving. iHemparita.com. I'm going to look. Hemparita. Get you some. Use promo code search 30 when you cash out. Save yourself 10%. Save yourself 10%. iHemparita.com. The link is right in the description. Promo code serves 30 being cash out. Save yourself 10%. Do it. I have to. Just so you guys know, I, I accidentally took a shot before this show, but I'm good. Accidentally? Yeah. Hmm. Accidentally. Right. But, so as you guys know, another episode of Horror with Surf 30. I have a bunch of people on with me tonight, which is cool. Let me just move the screen out the way so you can see all of our lovely faces. Look at this. You got Sir Sturdy, you got James, you got Jason, and you got the two brothers down there because Caucasian Chris said he has a Puerto Rican brother. So that's Puerto Rican brother. I do have a Puerto Rican brother. Boom. So Aaron went out and find you somebody to be on the podcast with you. <laughs> Your brother. There you go. All right. All right. All right. So good. He just I think, Puerto Rican, I think his name is Chris, though. You're so, sure. It's just so they wouldn't. The reason why they named both their sons Chris is so they wouldn't forget their names. You know, sometimes your parents tell you your brother's name. So if they're like, Chris, Chris, never wrong. True. The other Chris fucked up. Still, never wrong. <laughs> but um, like we did last week, we are going to review a short film first, and then we're going to give discuss the film some with Jason is the everything of this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Director, produ- can you explain what you did in this film before we get started, Jason? And then. Yes. Uh, so long story short, I wanted to provide some kind of an escape film. I, uh, I had written and directed and acted in a film uh, last year that was supposed to drop the same week as the pandemic hit. Uh, so literally like four days before the film was going to be released in the actual theater that I had rented out, uh, pandemic hit and put a hold on everything. So I figured, well, I want to do some kind of a make good for everyone since I'm kind of just like we're all sitting here idle kind of waiting on stuff to come out. So I decided to um, do a three-person three-person casting crew film where it's just me and one other actor you'll see on screen. Uh, so I wrote, directed, produced, and acted in this film. And we uh, we shot it in four hours, and there was three of us total. It's a very COVID-safe film. So I hope you guys like it. <laughs> wow. Nice. Wow. Wow. That, 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 like, I'm just going to shut the fuck up and just go right into this. Mute my microphone so there's no echoing.
Everybody hear me? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. God quick damn. Quick question. The uh, title before this, before you final, was it called Marriage? <laughs> was it called Ball and Chain or Marriage? No. <laughs> no, honestly, the, the title is called Thank God That I'm on a Computer Right Now, so there's no like eggs or tomatoes coming at me. I appreciate that, guys. I like being far away. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. No, that was deep, man. That was, yeah, that was like that was I'm I'm trying not to be a pussy right now because I'm on air with other people. But <laughs> listen, it, it's definitely something that can connect with people and people can relate yeah. to. And I know I'm going through something right now that has been relatable. So it's it's definitely something that for sure should be received. And I, I'm going to tell people about. Yeah, yeah people, the link is in the description. Let's fucking hit that link and watch this. Don't it's and it's. What's cool is that story said so much and actually told so many different stories mm-hmm. without saying a word. All you've seen was the visuals and the music. Yeah, that was honestly one of the biggest challenges that I had as a filmmaker. I'm really used to doing very dialogue heavy stuff. Uh, most of my other previous work is really I like to do a lot of relatability in the dialogue. And so this was my biggest challenge was how am I going to write a film that is just silent? I, I, I wanted to make a covid style film that is not just covid because i think it got to a point now where everybody in in the indie film scene started making covid movies and i was like well i don't want to do another one of these covid movies that's really cheesy and all that so can i try and do something that is quarantine related that can be evergreen that, that, that is sort of based around anxiety depression all the things about being locked up that really get to our inner personalities and, and that's why you see the characters titled as humanity and inner demons because yeah. It doesn't just represent one thing. It represents a lot of things all put together in amalgamation. Mm. I was going to ask you about, uh, so you knew going into this, you didn't, it was just going to be straight music and not real dialogue. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I right away, I was like, you know what, since we're doing this so guerrilla style, we're doing a literally just me, the girl and the DP were there. It was just the three of us. And I was directing as I was acting. And so it just was the three of us, um, in my house, my actual bedroom, my actual house, uh, no budget four hours, just kind of bang everything out one after the other. And, uh, so I was like, you know what, if we're going to be this simplistic about it and it's meant to be something that's like, you guys can still make art while we're all struggling with the pandemic and you can still find creative ways to be creative instead of sitting around was the message of this film. One of them. So uh, I wanted to try and do it with no dialogue and just do all music. So I sat down in my living room with my composer. Um, my musician, Derek Goob is an absolute genius. He brought his uh, studio to my house portably and we just sat there and start pressing buttons and recording stuff. And uh, I decided that I wanted the, the score to be an actual character in the film. So that whenever you see me, trying to breathe and be happy that it's one score. And then you see Caitlin on screen and she represents something else an evil presence kind of coming in. And I wanted this kind of a synth track. So he kind of made every single step in the film has its own beat to it. That's awesome. awesome. It really is, man. Like I, again, I love how you told such a huge story and was just showing, like you were saying, not making another pandemic movie, but kind of showing instead of showing the whole pandemic and the panic, you're showing what it's like to be locked in your house with someone for this time period. And you get tired of each other and that's not even a bad thing. It's just like, you don't have the break of if you're those who were staying home from work or whatever, you don't have that break of at least, you know, they're going, they're going to work for eight hours a day. You're going to work for eight hours a day. So that's about give or take, Let's add in travel, 
let's say you're, you're away from each other for at least like 10 hours a day. Let's just say that you get up at different times as well. So 10, 12 hours a day, maybe 12 tops. You're away from each other. So you're not. But when you, when it's the pandemic and it's like, OK, everybody's staying home, you're not going to work, you're staying home. Then it's just like, OK, it's all fun and games in the beginning. He's seeing each other. Ah, happy. And then like a month later or for some people, probably a week later, with some course, a day later, it's like, fuck, why do I have to fucking look at you every day? <laughs> fuck. But, I mean, well, yeah, but it's not only that. <clears throat> you know, how many news stories were there when the quarantine kicked in about people that were alone just sitting there with their thoughts? That, you know, had anxiety or depression issues, but everyday life helped them not think about that. And now they're trapped at home in their house or apartment. And they have or, I mean, all joking aside, somebody in an abusive relationship that had like no escape. Yep. Like so much. There's so much shit. And I mean, I know this this short film just showed like it showed people getting tired of each other. It showed people it actually showed it getting a little physical at times, but it didn't cross that line of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chris Brown and somebody. I so, was honestly pretty nervous about that. Honestly, I, I was, uh, I remember uh, going down to the kitchen, we were doing a costume change and I was asking Caitlin, like, do you think the audience is going to hate me? Cause I'm supposed to be the protagonist. And here I am literally like pushing you, but it's, it's supposed to represent literally kissing your demons goodbye. Like being able to confront something where I kiss her on the forehead, literally as a way of saying, I'm going to be able to go one-on-one with this. I realize that it's a problem and I fall in demon, fall in prey to the demons in the past. I'm no longer going to be, be uh, kind of incumbent to somebody else's negative energy. And so it's, it's me literally trying to push those demons away. But of course, being a man and touching a woman, you don't want to have that connotation that it's okay to be violent with somebody. Mm-hmm. No, that's part of the aspect of art. That, that's so great to be open, whether it's music, actual paintings, movies, such like this, media, whatever. You, it's the interpretation. Like I, I connected with some of the stuff that you just said, but in my head, I was painting a picture of somebody struggling with a health concern or with uh, drug abuse or something like that. And they're trying, they're trying to be as best they can, and they're trying to walk away, but they just can't. It keeps pulling them back because it's right there. So that's that's where my mind went first, but then it then it kicked into gear on relating it to my life and my scope my vision mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, you did your thing, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one of the things too, is I was like, this is my most, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's an art house film by any means, but I think it's my most ambiguous film. Whereas a lot of times you kind of see the theme and you kind of get it right away. This one, I've gotten a few different interpretations. So I wanted to ask you guys as people that do reviews all the time and see different styles of films, uh, what, like what was your exact interpretation of what I was going for? And when did you exactly get what was going on? Because I've gotten a few different feedbacks on that. It definitely took me a few a few minutes for it to click that it was uh, more of a mental demon type thing as opposed to a relationship <laughs> or an actual two person in the same house relationship. And then once I you know picked up on it, I'm like, all right, now it's now it got deep. Your friend Caitlin was great too. Yes, uh, she's wonderful. So shout out whoever to her. did her makeup did a great job. <laughs> uh, that, that was her. She showed up ready to go. I, I said, "Listen, this this is a no budget project. You you do what you think is comfortable for you. You pick your own dresses. You you know." I gave her a general outline of kind of what I wanted the presence to be, and she made it work. She's actually a very interesting person. She not only is a Disney princess for a living, but she's nice. also a also a scare house worker. So she does a lot of the horror stuff as well, and wow. she also is an actual mermaid that has a mermaid tail. So she has so many different very. 
um, very wide chasm of the things that she does. And she's so used to getting, because she's so pretty and bubbly and has that smile, she's so used to getting all these like leading lady roles that are so kind of uh, butterflies and happiness. And I was like, no, this time you're going to be a demon. So much so that I had to tell her, like, you've got to be a little rougher with me. I mean, uh, not, not to get weird here, guys, but I was like, choke me harder, you know, kind of make this uh, – they make this feel more real because she's such a delicate person and such a sweetheart. And so it was really good to get her to throw me around. It was awesome. That that makes me think. So if you know there's not going to be dialogue, it's all going to be music. Are you guys actually talking like out the scenes as you're doing them? Or like when I see, it looks like you're actually saying words to her in the film. Are you actually giving like direction, pretending you have dialogue or things like that? No, honestly, um, the, the, the direction was just like, here, here's what I intend for the script and kind of here's what both of us kind of feel the characters are. Wow. When I cast my actors, I try to have uh, a steady hand as far as kind of what I want and pre preparedness and everything. Shakespeare said the readiness is all. Um, but by the same token, I also want to give my actors freedom to make their own choices because you cast them for a reason because they're awesome. Right. So it's, it's uh, finding the creative balance between knowing what you want and giving your actors freedom. So it was really just going over the script and uh, being comfortable with the physicality for each other. And uh, as far as the mouthing of the words, that was just me kind of trying to give the audience more of a hint of what we're talking about. It was just kind of me being like, Hey, uh, you guys can read lips. You guys can figure out by my facial expressions, what I'm going for, because I started in theater. So I'm a very expressive actor. So it was just giving me something to do to quell the nervous energy into kind of being able to speak to the audience. Hmm. Cool. Awesome. I, I enjoyed that. I kind of felt like each time it flipped back to the beginning of the time loop type deal. It's almost like you're, you're the pain and severity got worse until you yeah. saw the relief. So at first I was kind of like, he's not really selling it on the first one. And then the next one came up and I was like, you it did it. seem like it escalated. I, I've seen that face. I know that face. I've had that face. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, fuck. All right. Yeah, that, All right. Let, actually, me, let me, let me pay more attention here. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. That's, um, so essentially, like, I was also born with CP, cerebral uh, palsy as well. So I, I was born disabled. And so the walk you see on film is actually my real walk. That, that, that part was not acting. Uh, so I've woken up in those mornings with that actual pain sometimes. Uh, there are days when the body is too tight. I've got spinal stenosis. I've had 12 surgeries. I've got a fused spine entirely. Wow. So um, to have all those surgeries and all that, all that stuff melded together, especially in a quarantine, you're feeling that pain physically. So some of the acting is not entirely acting. Um, but yeah, just, just being able to, um, what I wanted to do with that was kind of represent that each day is a fresh start, which is why the music goes back to the, 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 the uh, initial music we had, the kind of the happier music. And uh, so it was each day you get a fresh chance to try and find a way to escape and kind of breathe fresh air and relax. And then of course things come up that, that are kind of subverting your expectations. So that each time it gets harder and harder because you thought this was the time you were going to get a chance to escape and then something new weighs you down again. So it just becomes harder and harder each time. How many times are we all in relationships or with the bills or the writing or the whatever demons you're facing individually? Do you think you've got a hold on things and then life just throws five more things at you at the same time where you can't get ahead of things. And that's kind of what I wanted was each time the burden on your chest feels harder and harder. Yep. You definitely showed it with that. Like that's I like I said, I love the story it told of just being trapped. And that's not necessarily saying like being trapped in a relationship, it's literally being trapped in your house and no literally you cannot go anywhere. They're just like, listen, stay in your motherfucking house. That's all you can do is stay in your house. You might not like your family, but deal with them. Hmm. 
Yeah, the right. whole notion of being stuck in the house didn't even hit me about it. I just thought that that, that was part of showing the process of either, like I said, the drug abuse or of something like living or working to live to pay your bills or just working to pay bills and you're not actually experiencing and living. So that that was another little thing that popped into my head as another angle of interpretation as well. So it was kind of like, all right, dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm thank you so much man honestly i mean it's it's always you never really know how your art's gonna hit somebody else because we all have different experiences and so we could watch the same movie and i might think it's a 10 out of 10 and you guys might say it's a two so it's it's so subjective and it's so hard to really see if you're connecting with somebody and so i wanted to do something that was going to connect with somebody at all times because no matter what your demons are you've got anxiety in some form depression in some form at some time whether it's toxic relationship, whatever it is, I didn't want it to just be about one thing. And that's why I was wondering what you guys took from, because sometimes I hear, oh, like what a great representation of what anxiety and depression are. And sometimes I hear, oh, was she actually a real person? And other times I hear, was it just about relationships and all the stuff she was making you do? And so I didn't want it to be about any one thing. It's about all the little things that life throws at us to kind of, kind of uh, make us feel like we're less than. So we always have that chance to overcome. I like this. If you're getting so many responses like that, that you clearly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you it's, clearly it's, it's did what deep, you set out meaningful to do. And, yes. Yeah, man. Because because yeah. you couldn't even take it to the aspect of, oh, somebody who's just using you to get something out of you, to get what they're out. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there's so many ways you can twist this into the realistic demons that people do face and challenge with every fucking right. day. And I'm, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because like that was my f- very first thought when she comes in, she's handing you, the, you just keep shaking your head no, and she hands you the stuff. And you, you know, you sit down, you open up the little book, and it looks like you're signing a check. Yep. I'm just like, That's I'm like, doing. is the are they divorced? And she's just coming for her alimony check or just anything, whatever the case may be. Was she drugging him and just getting him to do what she wanted? And then the reset, yeah. he's waking up the next day, he's signing another check to her. He doesn't really remember if. So, I mean, there's so many manipulations. I, I seen all it. these things when I was watching it. It started off because I at first I thought it was uh, abuse, like a uh, but a reversal. Like, like guys can get abused too type thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I started seeing first. But then I started catching and I seen every scenario where everybody talked about mixture because I have it and I seen it everywhere in my family and friends. So I knew every stage. Then I noticed because the repeating of waking up, I was like, okay, this guy's depressed. This is his anxiety, his trapment. He's, he, that, he's trapped in his own mind. I seen everything through this. This was really good it will hit anybody oh yeah. someone's gonna get something so i threw it in the popcorn and pines chat ibrahim needs to check this out because he's one of those people the way he looks at films and he gets real deep with him he's a film buff but um other podcasters by the way have jason on your podcast watch this movie and do the interview i'm gonna hit you guys up if you're not watching all right. i was rating this this is definitely a 10 yeah. Anybody's watched this podcast here in this review, watch the video or go find it. Find what other work he's done. Cause if this is good, there's gotta be more. Pay attention to the shit. Like I'm gonna yeah. go look for the books that were on the table. That's other shit that I pick up. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, what are those three titles and why are those three titles there? What can oh, I yeah. get out of that? I'm going to look for those. I'm gonna that, back, watch them. I'm gonna go read them. Very, very smart marketing right there. I love that. <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah, so, so uh, I kind of have the Stephen King approach where uh, all my stuff takes place in the same universe. So uh, in previous films, you'll hear me mention other towns that happened in my other books and movies. Um, I've got, uh, in the last four years, I've, I've done five films of my own, um, plus the you know a bunch of other stuff in other people's films. But I've done five of my own films, but I've also written six books. And so all the books and movies wow. take place in the same town, and they all kind of uh, surround each other. And so uh, I always like to kind of slide little Easter eggs like that in. Like right now, I'm actually wearing my nostalgia nightmare t-shirt um so i I just like to always kind of throw little easter eggs in there so i wanted that that kitchen segment to be um me being beholden to my own my own literature my own work so like even though i'm even though i enjoy being a writer sometimes it can be a chore and and, it can be can be kind of uh really tough so i wanted to have even even though you know i I got done with the cleaning and stuff i'm in the kitchen I'm, i'm trying to get away she's forcing me to sit down at the computer and write more books and it's like well yeah i like doing this but not when you're forcing me to do this i want to do this on my own time so even mm-hmm. your own art and the things you enjoy can can be toxic to you whenever they're weighing on you so um i wanted to uh find a way to have a nice smooth edit into the next scene and so the best way to do that i thought was sneak my books in there so you guys could go buy those too uh currently available on etsy actually and i've got two by two brand new ones sitting next to that I'll show you guys whenever I do the plugs on the way out. Are they on any digital platforms at all? Uh, sadly, they're not. Um, I, okay. uh, I'm, I'm a very physical media guy, and uh, I've had a couple companies want to come and offer me to do the Kindle and stuff. But I love the feel of pages and the smell of the book and finishing it, the bookmark and all that stuff. Yeah, so me too. I, I tend to market for very physical media. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually wrote three books during the pandemic as well, on top of this film. Uh, so I'm just very, yeah, very 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 blessed. To, to uh, unleash those to the world because the world's opening up again soon. So now I get a chance to awesome. go and sell these to the public. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, those three books on the table that you saw, they are currently available. Uh, they're on Amazon and stuff like that, but I, I think some of the corporations take too much of a cut for themselves. So I would recommend for you guys to get the best bang for your buck to go to my Etsy page. And uh, I'll link that to Aaron. He can share that with you guys. Uh, the yeah. three books on the table, uh, Never Say Goodbye, Behind Empty Eyes, and Fields of Madness are all available right now on my Etsy. If y'all want to check them out, they're very cheap ten dollars or less for all of them so uh go check them out and uh maybe you guys might might find some easter eggs about shackles in there as well holy shit uh, see man. now that makes me want to read them more because i love to read stuff like that and especially when it connects when the movies and the books connect mm-hmm. and just it's like a mind fuck it's boom so yeah I, I lo- i'd love to hear a creator that can kind of have those easter eggs and link everything together i mean you mentioned stephen king like i haven't i've read the entire dark tower series uh, and he there's obvious there's references to it in literally every other thing he's put pen to paper mm-hmm. uh but to knowingly do it and not make it you know just an obvious hey this exists over here <laughs> type thing but actually work it into some that's oh that's a challenge i imagine yeah yeah my uh my stuff is all character driven and so the the idea was that i want uh, not just marketing wise to get other people to, to go see other facets of what I do, but more so just, just to let you know, the characters kind of link, because a lot of times when you do stuff in a small town, you know, people in your small town, you go to the same gym, you go to the same restaurants, you're going to come across certain people. So there are characters, uh, there, there's a reference in my third book to a character from my second book and stuff like that, because oh, again, it, it makes the whole, the whole journey fun for the reader because they're like, Oh, I've experienced that chapter before. So now I know what he's talking about. Now I now I can go on and build with this character because how do you establish something if you don't take the time to link it together? So I feel like to me, it kind of pays off your readers for, for taking the time to invest in your work. Building a world, man. That's awesome. 
Yeah, my, yeah. I mean, ever since I heard that Stephen King was doing the Dairy Main thing, I was like, I have to create my own. So my <laughs> my, my base, because I have several adjoining towns in my world, but the, but the base that I have, and you guys will hear it in Limbo Cafe when you watch that one, is uh, Pleasance, after Donald Pleasance, because uh, I think he's the best protagonist in a horror slasher franchise ever, in my opinion. So Donald Pleasance is the namesake of my, my town. Nice. I like that. Nice. Now, my just, question to you, really quick, man, is you said we can get these books on Etsy. How do we get them signed? So, so the good thing about Etsy, and, that, and that's another reason why I actually uh, promote Etsy over Amazon, because Amazon mass produces. Etsy, uh, what happens with Etsy is uh, you you pay on pay, pay on the Etsy account when you spend what the actual value of the book is and not five times the value of the book. And then I also uh, I ship them out myself personally. So oh. I make sure to add business cards and hand sign and throw some goodies in there if I can as well, extras. So I make sure that anyone that buys a book from me is getting uh, their money's worth. So you will get anyone that buys from Etsy gets a signed copy individually with a little note in there as well from me. So um, awesome. anyone that wants to do that, you're welcome to. Um, yeah, the, the, the first it. book, Never Say Goodbye, is a poetry compilation. The second book is a uh, whodunit mystery in the vein of Scream. And the third one, Fields of Madness, is a scarecrow uh, haunted cornfield novel. Wow. Nice. Can I add up just a few more things just because there's so many little things that hit me as far as like I feel yeah, like you paid homage with like the, the logo in the beginning with the flame. It almost feels is it Jan John Carpenter or James Carpenter Halloween? John. Like that intro yeah. of the, the candle blowing in Halloween. Some of the sounds you selected, you guys did. Like I noticed there was like this one tone that it it instantly hit me of familiarity because I was like, those are like four or five of the same notes from Nightmare on Elm Street. Then I heard, yo, that sounds like a little bit of an ominous mm, from something else that I've heard in either the Friday the 13th realm or something like that. There's so many little things that I was picking up and touching and just to hear, it's a different arrangement of the fucking notes, but th that, that notion in your brain is like I I know that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, dude, it's awesome. The imagery, the sound, the selection, you you did a fucking kick-ass job. Yeah, yeah. The, so the candle, Um, when, when I had behind my logo creator uh, put something together for me, I gave him like a page and a half of notes of kind of the style of something. Uh, a lot of times when you're doing a logo for, for local Pittsburgh indie film, your films are beholden to a time limit and stuff like that, which is why this film is 11.59, just under 12, because Pittsburgh, a lot of local festivals want 12 minutes or under. Anything over 12, you won't get in. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, so, so I, I literally, when I first got this film back, we, we shot four hours of footage. When I got this film back, it was 19 minutes and 49 seconds. And uh, it wasn't even done yet. The titles weren't even in there yet. So we had to cut it down tremendously, um, which was <laughs> a pain in the butt, but it actually worked out better. I think it's better paced now. Um, you don't want to see me sit there and breathe for 25 minutes. But um, I think that it worked out. As, as far as the candle goes, as far as, as, far as the logo, uh, the note that I gave my guy was, are you afraid of the dark? Because that reminded me. <sighs> That's what, oh, that's what it fucking was. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so the, so the thing on the is, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. That's what it um, was. And then, and, and honestly, go ahead. Oh, oh. I was just going to say, are you afraid? That's so many fucking beautiful memories. Yep. Yeah. So no, honestly, it's, it's my favorite my favorite ever horror anthology TV series. I grew up on it, obviously. My cousin yeah. uh, and I just like watching it after playing basketball in the summertime and just, oh, oh my God, it's amazing. And it's it's one of my influences. So I had to get that in there. As far as the, as the, the Friday, the, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street notes, 
you're so correct. That was one of the biggest things that I gave to to the sound guy. We're sitting in my living room, and I can't play music worth a lick. Like like my my talents come in the form of the visual mediums and writing and stuff like that. My musical ability is about a five year old chicken. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, but we're sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, do it this way." And I start pressing buttons, and all of a sudden, I'm playing my own theme. I have no idea how I'm doing it. That's how good Derek Goob is. Um, but yeah, I, I told him, I said, please, please make sure every time she enters the room that, that we start getting into the low notes and kind of more dark, ominous melodies and stuff like that. I really want something in the vein of like a Wes Craven, something in the vein of like mid to late 80s. And then he came back and I don't know if this was a direct intention, but as soon as I heard it, I was like Nightmare on Elm Street. That's just like Freddie getting coming in the room. And he's like, yeah, man, I was trying to blend a bunch of different Carpenter style stuff. So you nailed that one. Absolutely. No, All you right, guys man. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say before we let you go, man, because I had a great time. I know something else I was thinking about with the movie and with the female character in the movie is the color dresses, black and red. And when you think of black and red, you think of evil, you think of bad, you think of demons, just anything, the devil, anything bad. I thought that was such a great choice because not only are they like, quote unquote, evil, but they're like the sexy colors. It's like a color that. If she has it, she can rock it. Like, black can go on anybody, but red, it's like, if she has it, it's going to really, you know what I mean? So, at the same time, it's like, the the red's like the seductive, and yep. the black, the darkness. Exactly. Yeah, that, uh, that was the biggest thing that I wanted was that um, it's, a lot, it's easy to throw your demons away whenever they're not attractive to you. Um, anything you're not enjoying, it's very easy to get rid of, but... Whenever your demons are alluring and attractive and bring all this joy to you, then obviously it's harder to quit, right? We look at diseases. We, we, we look at drugs. We look at alcohol. We look at toxic relationships. When someone's got something that has power over us and it's attractive to us, it's much harder to throw away. And so that's why it was um, having Caitlin, uh, you know, try, try and be as stern as possible and as, you know, like forceful as possible, but also be very attractive because it makes it harder and harder to pull away. Like even when she's seducing me in, in that, in that uh, second scene, it's like, man, what, what guy alive is going to turn that down? You know what I mean? It's, it, it makes it even harder to overcome. And so, and so that's why I wanted the audience to empathize with, with my journey, because not only was it beating toxic things and obviously being abused, but it was doing so in such a way that's like, man, she's such a domineering personality that it would be hard for anyone to say no. Right. Yeah. So yes, uh, red and black were definitely intentional choices. Um, those were the color palettes that I gave to her and that's what she came up with. She, she owned those dresses already. And so it just made my job a lot easier when you're working with talent like that. It's very, very easy to work with. So hats off to Caitlin. Also the camera, uh, the uh, co-editor and the DP, Brian Stoll was my right hand guy on this. He was like my AD on this. Basically I was directing on the fly and uh, he, he was a one man crew uh, putting up lights and camera. Um, it, drop of a hat you know we, we had very little time we wanted to get this whole thing done in less than half a day um i think i initially set the uh parameters for six hours we got done in four so uh brian stowell definitely carried a lot of the load in this as well and did a very good job so yeah i couldn't be blessed with with a uh, a better casting crew to tell my story with me awesome awesome, right. awesome. and then well really quick, i'll just say do you have one last time you want to do some your plugs one last time Absolutely. So uh, you guys have heard about um, Behind Empty Eyes, Fields of Madness, and Never Say Goodbye. Those three are available on my Etsy page, which I will link down below when, when the video is posted. I will give these over to Aaron. Um, my newest film is shooting on August 13th. Uh, it is called A Soul's Window. It is a uh, coming of age, facing, your, uh, facing the crimes of your past and uh, not being able to escape them. 
kind of movie. Uh, it is more conventional horror. It is the goriest thing I've done so far to date. So you guys will be looking forward to that. Um, I've got three new books. I will show two right here. They're coming out hopefully in the next few months. Uh, now that the pandemic is lifted. Uh, this one, Carnival Macabre, is a uh, clown carnival novel. A, uh, a little girl grew up with her uh, her mother going to the circus. And um, her mother passed away in a car accident, so she's trying to relive her youth by going to the circus. And you come to realize the circus has, has found her, and the intentions are not always what they seem to be. So it is a... Uh, it is a teenage girl's kind of uh, coming of age and facing this evil circus. And what purpose do they have? Why are they there? And how does she survive? So that is that novel that I've written. And then this one is my newest one. It just came in a few days ago. Tired but Inspired. It is my, um, my, my next poetry book. I started this journey six years ago, writing one book a year of poetry. First one was poetry. The sixth one is poetry as well. Uh, it, it is a more adult look at uh, love, loss, life, death disabilities, health, all the things we go through uh, with not only, um, I think, 86 poems in there, but also afterthoughts in those poems and how I've come come along since then. <clears throat> and uh, also this movie, Shackles, is currently available on YouTube. Watch this stream instead, but also go watch it on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, Styles Clash, number four, Life, Styles Clash, S-Y-L-E-S, C-L-A-S-H, number four, Life, L-I-F-E, is my YouTube channel. I post a bunch of acting videos where I get together with local actors and we do scenes. I do movie reviews. I post my films on there. I post uh, Steeler reviews, wrestling journalism, all kinds of stuff on my YouTube channel. Um, and also this film, Shackles, is currently in festivals in Los Angeles, the UK, and Asia. And I plan to enter it into many more festivals. So if you guys are in those areas, please go to your local theaters and support that because we want to see local films do good, especially right now. So please keep voting if those films are in your area. And you guys, if you want to keep up with all this crazy news that I just spit out to you, my Twitter is at jayburke, J-A-Y-B-U-R-K-E. That's at jayburke. So go follow me on Twitter. All my updates for all the craziness that I'm doing are there every day. This guy's fucking good. I was man. like, yo, this <laughs> guy. This guy Bro. is. Listen, that is, yo. Real deal. Real Thank fucking you, deal. I'm going to have you come on to just do our plugs for us because we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, I've, I've literally, uh, when I started uh, getting back into film in 2016, I've been, I've been now in the last four years on, I think, 82 plus sets, plus film sets. So I've been constantly having to sell myself. Uh, not in that way, you dirty viewers. Um, but I, I've been telling myself. He's talking to us, guys. <laughs> exactly. The dirtiest right here. But no, man, I'm, uh, I've, I've been having to sell myself for quite a long time. I do a lot of podcasting. Again, if anybody else wants to have me on their podcast, um, I will come back here anytime you guys want me. Any, any of your friends want me, I, I'm welcome, welcome to uh, or, or very willing to uh, come on and, and uh, spit that same spiel again. What was the Twitter again? The Twitter is at jayburke, J-A-Y-B-U-R-K-E. And you'll know it's me because my headshot's on there and my and uh, the first pin post is Shackles, so you'll know that it's me. Done. There you go. Man, and I got to say just thank you guys so much for the review. Uh, I did not pay these guys to give me uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> they're just letting you guys know ahead of time. Uh, but the check is in the mail, guys. Don't worry. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I do greatly appreciate being given a platform to come on here and just uh, have you guys watch live. It's such a cool experience being able to share art with somebody. Uh, whether you love it or you don't, you can find something in it for yourself. And I just, I'm just glad that you guys are giving a platform to local artists because we need more strong voices in independent horror, even whenever it's different horror like this. I just mm -hmm. want to see more people with a vision rise up and do more original work because a lot of times in theaters we get stuck with very monotone, very obvious cookie cutter stuff. And so I'm just trying to do stuff that I've never seen done before. I have no direct influences that I'm copying. I'm doing this all out of my own crazy head. So thank you for giving us crazy artists a platform. Of course, man, of course. And I'll say this to you too, and anybody listening, as far as indie artists that want to come on here and show their short horror films, let me know as long as they're about, I'll say 20 minutes or less. And you want us to review it live, we'll be happy to. We'll be happy to. So if you know any other indie horror artists, man, just let them know. And Absolutely. I'll send you guys some good ones. Make it happen. That'll be great. Again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Had a great time. Truly a pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and no, it's truly. Thank you, guys. We will. I'm going to have you back on for your other film that you did mention earlier to do the same thing. And that's going to be fun. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got two other two others that are public right now that are available to the public that I will uh, bring on this show, and you guys can hopefully awesome. enjoy those just as much. I mean, the the goal was to try and uh, set the bar high for Rise of the Mummies, so I think I did that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely did that. <laughs> you, you, you passed that. I'll say this: thing. Your your film is No Blood Lake. That's nope. a good thing. That's a great thing. Nope. Uh, that, is, that is the biggest thing I've ever received from you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Again, man, have have a great night. Thank you for coming on, and I'll definitely talk to you soon. Shoot me all those links so I can share them in the group and stuff. Or a matter of fact, share them in the Horror Research 30 group. Feel free. Perfect. Yeah, is, is, there, is there a place that I can just drop them right in the chat because people are asking about them here? Yeah, uh, I don't know how technology works. Send it to me on Facebook right now, and then I'll I'll post it in the chat in this thing cool perfect but thanks again man and enjoy the rest of your night man yes same to you guys thank y'all very much for your time i yeah. really appreciate it have a good night Damn. fuck this is the second time and well not in a row because it wasn't back-to-back -back episodes but this is the second time that and i'll pull up kyle's review in a minute that we watched a short film that was just Way better than the fucking <laughs> reviewing. The I mean, bar was. I mean, the bar was very, very low for yeah, watching true. Rise of the Mummy. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it was even opinion. lower for Blood Lake. Yeah, it was even lower for Blood Lake. But, but still, though, like just to do something like that, yeah. at the very least, both of these movies told some sort of story. Both of the short films, I felt like this one tonight was definitely was better than the other one. The other one wasn't bad, but this one told more of a story. It and got intense, man. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it got intense. Like it, uh, like. Like I said, it took a few minutes for it to click. But yeah. uh, once it did, they're like, okay. Yes, then I agree. It, then it, it hits you. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so this is what was going on. I get it. I well, get it. I mean, he set out to get all kinds of reactions, and he oh, accomplished yeah. that. Like, everyone's yeah. telling it. He made it ambiguous enough so that you can pull something from your own life, which I'm oh, sure yeah, is the biggest challenge you can have oh, yeah, if you're definitely. trying to make something like that. So, yep. Awesome job. It's the struggle with trying to make music or anything else is try to invoke that emotion. He fucking knocked it. He, he, yes. he hit it right on the fucking head, man. Oh, yeah. Knocked that shit out the I'm park. I'm still single tear in here. My eyes are still white, <laughs> but I'm still fucking single tear in here the whole goddamn time. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Rise of the money. Fuck.
Do you want to spin the wheel real quick? Yeah, let's <laughs> spin the wheel before the, the, the mummy. Yeah. And then, you know, so we get a reset real quick. Get a, you know, cleanse our power. Okay, and then I'll pull Kyle up right after that. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Somber at the moment. Everybody's just quiet. God damn. This <laughs> nice and nice and good. All right, let's see where we get. Once it gets to the other side, as you it guys, looks like, it looks like the picture for the cell and deep calm are the same. All right. Did you shuffle? No. I'm glad you said something, James. With this. So when it goes around again, I'll just keep doing this till it's all the way around. Oh, my wife was watching the Fresh Prince. Hmm. Hang in there, Chris. Hang in there. We're almost there. Almost going to talk about the movie we were going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, just for a couple minutes. <laughs> we really didn't need a long review on this fucking movie. Anyway. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. Bloody Nun too. Midsommar. Oh shit! So, oh, there you go, Aaron. Never, finally, fucking finally, Midsummer <laughs> on Tuesday. I'm so happy for this shit. I really am. I've been wanting this. I've been meaning to watch this movie. Now I have a reason to watch this fucking there's, movie. There's no mind fuck. Good. Save that. Good. Which shirt was he talking about? <laughs> the always a. Uh... Are you afraid of the dark t-shirt? Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I assume that's what it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would make sense now. Time to get fucking baked. <laughs> baked, baked in, in mind. Right, so screen. Your audio. All right, here's Kyle. Yes, sir. Giving his review. On Rise of the Mummy. Hey guys, um, Kyle here. I am going to give you guys my two cents on uh, Rise of the Mummy, which, well, let's just say I'm not a fan of. One of the reasons why it's not real is because I had to mention it to Aaron and he on the wheel, so. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Anyways took a few notes so right from the start the acting and the dialogue all terrible the, the mummy looks t- horrible as well it looks like a costume that was bought from the uh, the dollar tree um i've honestly seen better mummies made out of toilet paper <laughs> this this was obviously filmed during the pandemic but um like they, they use the masks as props like oh okay, yeah you need to make sure that you wear the mask like uh you know the mummy might have some asbestos or some shit like that. Whatever, <laughs> kind of makes sense. I'm uh, I'm not totally opposed to that. That's the one plot line that kind of makes sense. But they sat there and they explained it for two minutes why these people needed to wear their masks. <clears throat> which which brings me to my next point. The fact that there's too much over explanation on up for everything that's going on. They're just they're constantly like going on throughout the. The entire film and it just slows everything right down which is just ridiculous um 
if the dialogue was decent, I wouldn't mind it so much. But this is not Clerks. It's not a dialogue-based film. It's a horror film with a mummy. You want to see some action happening. You want to see some build-up. There's, there's none of that. It's just, oh, look, mummy does something. Mummy does something. Like, it's... It's not good. It's not good. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, the CGI was crap. Um, the prop weapons look terrible, um, especially the knife and uh, the mummy used uh, that the mummy used on the girl. Um, you could tell it was plastic. It was just complete garbage. Uh, anyways, um, I'm going to give this. I, I don't even want to call call it a film, but uh, I'm going to give this film a one point five toilet rolls out of or sorry toilet paper rolls. Out of ten, uh, I'm not going to go into the negatives. I'm pretty sure we already went into the negatives with um, that stupid terror read mummy one. Although that movie is technically better, I gave it a lower rating because of her nonsense. Anyways, <laughs> sorry for ranting. Thanks for uh, th- thanks for having me on. Thank you. and uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. This, this is how flustered I am from this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> so much that I'm just I, I'm babbling on. Anyways, thanks for having me, buddy. Have a good day. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> that was great. Does anybody else need to hit any other points? <laughs> I know, right? Damn, he got them all in there. Uh, really? He's like, let me. He's like, hold on, I roll some shit down. Hold on. <laughs> he was not. He was a very unhappy Canadian. I don't. I don't know if I've heard a Canadian drop an f bomb. <laughs> I know. Kyle's that one. Oh. Keep it up. Oh. I gotta kick you out. Like, he didn't just, say, he didn't say sorry after. He didn't. I, I, he, he did say sorry a couple times though for having us watch this film. He did apologize. Right. I, uh, I thought the mummy looked like a walking mop. Yes, thank you. I was going to say the same thing. I got it written down right here. Fucking walking mop. OG Canuck right there. Is his last name Lafreniere? Is that how you say it? Did I say his last name right? It looks about there's about French like that. Lafreniere. That's how I think. Pr- believe that's pronounced. You know, it's funny because like me and Kyle will message mostly on Facebook. I never paid attention to what his last name is. I don't think I'll anybody does that. really, except French. for you. You shoot it in everybody's face every every podcast. Wait, what do I do? Sturdy sort of event. What? Uh, what is sturdy? You put oh. your la- talk about the last names. Did uh? Did you pick up on the black man being killed immediately? First, yes, yes first. first. <laughs> I was like, oh. we're talking about like two seconds. We're like, Ding. see, now that's gonna bump my review down even lower than what it's gonna be. <laughs> like, they made it happen so fucking fast. And like, if it was a decent movie, I'm like, eh, whatever, it's cool, it was a funny kill. But the movie was so bad, it wasn't necessary. I mean, it was a slow burn, like Kyle said, like. They kept repeating shit over and over again. We got it. We got There's, it. Uh, how Damn. many? Like, how long can they take to tell me what a mummy is? I almost yeah. felt like I was in the classroom trying to learn myself. Like, and why are there only six kids in this entire fucking school? This entire movie. <laughs> That's like, what the? There's, there's. <laughs> like, it was super bad. There's yeah. There's six kids and literally three teachers. I'm like, what? I got nothing good from this movie. No, like I, I have nothing positive to say about this movie. Where the fuck did a mummy get a knife? Why is a mummy people <laughs> like? How is that a mummy's choice yeah, of you weapon? See, you see that it looked like a, a prison shank. It the did. One kill, he grabbed him by the head and started stabbing him in the side. I'm like, saying it looked like one of those like you you know you look you go trick or treating you go to like Walmart or Dollar. Like Tree, a, it looked like one of those knife. retractable ones with the fake knife, but it looks real shitty. Like it looked like, I know it was a fake knife, but it looked like a fake knife and it should have looked like a real knife in the movie. And it didn't. 
you could have got a, you could have paid a few more dollars and got a fake knife that looked real. Like you get a real knife and dull it. Toy. And he couldn't like, pick it up off the table. It was doing that fucking damn it. My fingers are wrapped too much in toilet paper. I can't grab it. Yep. You know, it, it does. It looks like the same material of mop. I thought the same thing. What did I say the first five fucking seconds of the movie, Aaron? I said that's a good use of mops. Yeah. yeah. It was all mop heads. It's like they just wrapped around mop heads. You know, it's a fucking coronavirus world, and people need mops and cleaning supplies, but you use fucking 37 no, of them, 40 of them that, on no, a fucking mummy that sucks. He wanted toilet paper, but people were hoarding it. He couldn't get none. The shelves are empty. Is, and it, also se- mop aisle. it also seemed like a lot of those mummy groans would have been hard to do when his mouth doesn't move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. like It's clearly a, just a plastic mask. I didn't even like the walk. The mummy walk was so stupid. It was like, it was like cement feet. It was like... <laughs> You're yeah. cracking like uh, like cracks in a fucking wall, like an old house. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is that his bones? I don't yeah. get this shit. I'm like, this fucking walk is stupid. There was nothing good to say about this fucking movie, like at all. The acting was bad. The fucking practical effects were terrible. The makeup was didn't even make any sense. The makeup made this movie made me feel like we were watching like uh, um, a made for TV kids horror movie. Not it but even, I think they're better. <laughs> it's easier than that. I'll say it was just like, okay, like, let's just throw some shit together. Yo, let's do a movie about a mummy. Yo, I got a fucking toy mummy at home. It's a, a life size toy mummy at home. Hey, we'll bring that. By the way, who the who the fuck is out there that has a mummy to sell to a school with, yeah, no. That with no, no security? Seems like they would need to be temperature controlled. Uh, some, some kind of security other than hiring two randos to come in and move it. Yeah. Clean and what do I assume is a protective than a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Had a bandana over his face. So fucking stupid. The whole movie, man. And the beginning made no sense either. The mummy got the girls choking and an army dude came out and shot him in the head. Headshot. Dropped the mummy. Then it puts him back to sleep. They didn't. No, I thought they, I thought they, no, they finished the spell to put him back to sleep, yeah. I thought. Yeah, he was squeezing the hard to make it look like it was pumping or to get the juice oh. out of it. I don't even know. I don't, like, I I don't even know. So the, the army guy, did he do a headshot? Hey, he, yeah, on the Asian guy. They killed oh, They killed the minorities oh, right oh, off the bat. Gotcha. They, really did. Got they okay. really did. They really did. The minorities got killed right away. Yeah. Anyway. Like the, the, only, the only dark skin after that or dark color was the mummy's shit-covered colored rags. And the fucking yep. uh, when he changes them to demons, it looked like fucking someone fucking shot in their face. That makeup is bad, man. They tried. I've seen that before. They tried to rip. It was off on the tube. fucking mummy with Tom Cruise. They ripped it fucking off. Yes. You know what yeah. I was. You know That's what I was it. waiting for. I was waiting for their face to move, but the black eyes to stay where they were on screen. <laughs> That's all. Oh, the dead was. body. Did you see her blink when they went to check her? She was dead on the floor in the classroom. I did. Went down there like didn't. yeah. She like this. You see her go. I'm like, you're supposed to be dead, bitch. Stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> the acting is bad, man. The, oh, the screaming, the everything. I did not Everybody like it. Right about this movie. You could tell he wasn't even fucking touching her. He took his thumbs and like pinched yeah. the fucking jowls. Yeah. Her, and you're not choking her. Like, you're not yeah. even making the skin red. Come on, man. Sell the shit. Or, it didn't um, need, why is a mom you need a knife anyways? It could have just like snapped his heads off and shit. Or like, when they slit the one girl's throat and they're collecting all her blood in the tiniest bowl I've ever seen. Oh, and the, and the <laughs> blood itself was bad. Was that CGI? Oh, it yeah. It looked like a camera glitch. 
like that, you can see the green screen and someone's like pouring water uh, <laughs> fucking can't pay out it was bad man i i noticed i was like wow that was horrible it was fucking terrible it was i'd be embarrassed if i made this movie <laughs> like, one oh. thing one thing i thought of let's say the mummy came back was reborn in the flesh could he then not just be killed like any other human like he wouldn't be anything yeah, special at that point exactly unless he's yeah, it's like you don't have no powers except he's alive, uh, uh, undead. He wasn't doing no magic shit like all of the other mummy movies you see. You know how they can turn it to sand tornadoes or some fucked up shit. Perhaps he wasn't developed in his power enough. He just woke up. <laughs> he, he has spells he's got to cast. I don't fucking know. And yeah. this is this was so fucking stupid. Why are we even trying to go any deeper? Uh, make it better for you, them? The fuck out of you. You see the flash <laughs> of the gun when it was fired? You oh, that, that was awful. That, that was fucking bad. bad. I, I even wrote that note down as a note. I'm like... <laughs> When the the chick in the woods in the beginning scene shot the gun, yeah, I I, I looked away for a second. I heard it and I looked up and was like, "That's the gun sound." I have that in Fruity Loops. I can use that for beats. Want to make you a trap beat real quick? Like the uh, yeah, it, the bullet flash is still on the screen song, and the yeah. gun's been dropped by then. <laughs> I'm gonna get my last complaint about this because it stood out to me. So the end. That was oh. the longest two minutes in the world. They had time to get up, run out. The mummy soul ass who drags. Why, gets out why there. The, like, how is it so hard to run away from this slow fucker? I don't know. Man. And like at the end, after she gets untied, by with why would you not just keep running? You know they're <laughs> she like just stops in the hallway. And then yeah. let, lets the mummy catch her. Let the time run out. Cassidy! To do some laps. <laughs> It's like if okay, you need to avoid the mummy's grip for literally another thirty seconds. Just run. That's it. It's just his hands. Fucking get down low. Just, just you know, go under his legs. The little fucking like. And the audacity of her to think she's the one that killed him after he finally drops to the ground. Yes, did something. If she did the diss, who's your mommy now? Mommy now. I was like, oh my god. You know what? One part that was funny though is when the one chick dies. It was the, the best friend. With the axe? Yeah. He's behind the door. Chris was like, is he cutting her in her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> if you go back here, look, he misses. He gets the floor right between her legs twice, and then the last one is in her stomach. And I'm like, did he really just slip the split? What the fuck just happened there? Oh, no, rewind that. Just playing some tuna. <sighs> now, this movie, I believe, was made oh, in four hours. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Four hours. This shit was made in, in how long? This movie, hour and a half. That that like this movie was. They were just recorded it, and that was the movie. That they just that it was, was like it. Live there's, no, it there's was no so cuts. bad. I paused it four times. Same scene that Sterling was just talking about with the axe, the bat. Like you're crawling with a bat in your hand, and you're like, oh no, it's coming. What should I do? And then when you do finally get up, this is how you swing a bat. Yeah, I know. Barely putting your arms out. Yeah, you, you just let it go limp. Like, yeah. Choke up on this shit. <laughs> I kept, I kept pausing it to see how much time I had left because yes. it had felt so long and it had yes. only been ten minutes. Yes, I had to take. I did the same thing to check the time, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I sat there a couple minutes. I had to I'm take like, "How break. do I have this much time left?" But yeah. then, and then at the end, literally everyone's dead except these last two, and they walk out with smiles on their faces and just walking away. Don't even care about all their dead friends inside. They and what? apparently what no one called the cops because it just flashes one month later. So the school yeah. has been empty with these 
what dead bodies in it for a month. Then they play down saying they're like serial killers. So I like where's where's Jenny? Where's Chris? Like oh, it's the girl that left. What did no one call the fucking cops? The whole school district just lost an entire building and they didn't realize that nobody's reporting. The only apparently this building was only built for six people, and only six people. It was the special class, if you know what I mean. No budget for what the. It was sad, yeah. This and how the, sad, yeah. and then how does the mummy reawake at the very end if no one does the chant? Exactly. This is how he pees on it. <laughs> it's like they literally made a point of saying you have to say those words, and then the mummy's just awake, wakes up yeah. again out of nowhere for no reason. Oh, they're they're like fuck. It, we forgot to set up if we make part two. Apparently, apparently, it's either say the words or. The flash from a selfie is what wakes a mummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Let's try that when you go to a museum. With these, with let's get right into it, guys. What would you guys rate this movie from Blood Lake being a negative ten to a ten? I gave Blood Lake a one because I know how much everyone else hates it. Uh, I'll give this a two. Ooh. Just because it can't be as bad as Blood Lake. That's, yeah, that's I agree. You can't beat Blood Lake. So far, still undefeated. This, um, is, this movie did suck bad. I mean, bad. Like, it's in the I, level. It is. I'm giving I mean, I, this a one. It's right, It's near Blood Lake. It's, I, I, the only reason there's more action in this. There's more. There's, there's some sort of because story. I did. I mean, I chuckled two or three times when the mummy killed someone. Just because of how ridiculous it was, I did like no kills. They they all sucked. I thought the I yeah, know I thought her best friend getting axed when he was just somehow magically hiding behind the door. Well, uh, now that you said he was like hitting her in a vagina, and yeah, that kind of made me laugh. I, I mean, you didn't see no blood. You just see him hacking. There was like nothing. No, just I'm the like, awful. What's going acting. on? This movie didn't make me angry like blood. Like no, uh, it did not. No, no, no. <laughs> I that's, close. that's another. That's another reason I gave it a two and not a one. If it did, I would have yelled. My wife would have yelled. Are you watching Blood Lake again? I was like, no, it's a different one. <laughs> we got we to gotta find a way to sneak over to James's house and just have Blood Lake playing. Oh, fuck that. You'll <laughs> I, see me on the news. You won't have to come to my house. We Man, remote in using Team Viewer, and we constantly have it just pop up on a screen randomly throughout the day. <laughs> James wakes up. There's a screen hanging above his head playing Blood Lake. The, the whole house is the murdered. They got me handcuffed. I'm going... Blood Lake made me do it. <laughs> Crying. Yeah. So about, yeah. We would get a you know, we'd get questioned because, well, one, we're talking about it now. But no, and then two, <laughs> fingerprints. Why are you guys fingerprints on every single like TV device in here? No reason. Have you ever <laughs> seen Blood Lake? Yeah. Put this movie on. Just watch this and you'll understand. Like that Blood Lake is punishment. Blood Lake is you put that on when your kids are acting up. Blood Lake, you start playing that in prisons, those people will straighten out. <laughs> play, play Blood Lake in prisons. Play Blood Lake for punishment and negative you know, negative shit. That's gonna change people's lives. Damn, we just went from this movie right, right back to Blood Lake for and that's the thing. We keep it's like Freddy Krueger, man. We keep giving the energy, it keeps coming back. Yeah, it is. You're true. It's you're you're right. We we're feeding the energy. What it is before I go into my rating is because from what I'm getting from these conversations, none of us has ever seen a film worse than that. So it's like stuck in your brain. And once we see something worse, which I hope happens, I don't know why I hope that I'm a sick individual, I guess, but I hope that happens. Then that would be, that will be like the movie that gets blood like out of there. 
Yeah. Would, would that make us like that movie just a teeny bit because it got Blood Lake out of there? Or who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I, I used to run a Hollywood video, my dudes. Okay. I watched a lot of fucking movies that I didn't even care about, didn't even pay attention to, but still got through. These two movies are the only two movies in my fucking 35 year existence that I have to look at the fucking clock or pause it and figure out if, what, how much longer do I have to deal with this? Literally, these have been the only two movies in my entire life that I've You're ever welcome. done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kyle, I'm, I'm glad that for both these experiences, I was involved. Like 100%. Yes. I'll go, Chris, you want to yes. read these movies? Fuck it, You're yeah. lucky this shit's being balanced out right now by these fucking shorts, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Midsummer's next. That's a good one. I mean, I heard of I've never seen no, it. I, yeah, I seen it. It it's uh, it's um uh, it fucks with you. It's like one that was like, what the fuck? You really gotta pay attention to it. Yeah, it's like you're putting a puzzle together, basically. You're like, God, what the fuck? So this might be one that I'll probably Wild. watch maybe Sunday and then maybe again. Well, definitely Tuesday, but maybe Sunday and Tuesday or some shit. Just to really get a good, you know. Yeah. But jumping back into fucking Rise of the fucking stupid ass mummy. I'm Rise giving, of the Mop. I'm giving this movie a negative four. Wow. wow. It was fucking terrible. Like everybody said on here, you had to pause it. Like, yo, when is this fucking torture going to be over? And again, it's another movie where it has a cool fucking cover. And none of this shit happens. Why couldn't the mummy look like, well, what's yeah. behind Chris and James? Yeah. Why couldn't the mummy look like that? Or at least he couldn't even open his mouth like that. Yeah. yeah. And the eyes, like, that would have been dope. That would have been dope right there. Just the mummy looking better would have helped. I'm not saying I would have liked it, but it would have helped. I, I felt like good. there was at least one scene where I could see the gap between what the his head mask and the rest of his body costume. I felt I thought I saw yeah. like the gap there. Or the mesh of his eye covering, like it was yeah. half Spider-Man, yeah. half Resident Evil Nemesis Man. There was like a, there was like a net. It's like they painted his eyeball black all the way yeah. around it, and they put that little screen like netting. I'm sorry, you can't get that close up with 4K these days if you're gonna have a shitty fucking production quality oh. like this. Yeah, it was barely everything about it. The camera. I don't even think that would have saved it though. Throw on the VH filter and fucking editing. It would have made it feel better at least. Borrow that camera from Blood Lake. <laughs> and shoot your film doing this bullshit. There was a part that made me laugh though, because it added to it. So you know how the mummy turned everybody into a fucking walk-in demon thing. So they started making that sounds like <laughs> making with their face. The yes, one, the one chick couldn't do it. It looked like she was doing a buck beaver. She was going. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It made me laugh because I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Oh man! But no, the acting was horrible. I didn't like nothing about this really. Nothing. I hated it. Am I the only one who didn't give an actual rating? Yep. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, you're up. Sir. Uh, it's not at the level of Blood Lake, but Definitely it is still right there. It's like less than a peg up. So I'm 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 gonna get it a point five. Wow. What did okay. you get Blood Lake? I don't remember. A zero? Zero. Zero with me. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Now move Blood Lake <laughs> to a zero and this to a one. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Like <laughs> I need to balance the scale better, I guess. I'm proud. See, I, I I respect what Chris did. He gave it a one out of spite because we all hated it. Even though he hated it, Chris was like, you know what? Because it's, I don't just balance in the scale. Zero is Blood Lake. So See, if it is, can't I, be as bad, it's got to yes. be. When I first seen Blood Lake, though, I gave it a one because I said at least they tried. But because I watched it again, I said, no, fuck them for making this movie. They tried to be awful. Yeah, it's zero. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. You because you made me angry. I'm fucking movie that made me angry. 
That's sad. Negative for me. Negative 10, negative infinity, whatever you want to call it for Blood Lake. Nothing. I'll take 10 because that's the scale. Damn, so. man. But shit, man. Um, do you want to just mention this really quick, people? You want to relax and have a good time? Just chill. You throw on a film like Shackles. You go have yourself a little CBD from iHemperita.com. Save yourself 10% using promo code search 30 And you can get the gummies. You can get the shooters or you can get both. Both delicious. Both work great. It's a CBD you can actually feel. And it is legal in all 50 states. Of course, use. Uh, what's the word? Responsibly. 21 and up. <laughs> I said response. I couldn't think of the word. I'm a very responsible person. though. But yeah, 21 and up. All that good shit. Hemperita. Hemperita. It's been a while. I know you guys missed that. Back to this bullshit movie. This movie sucked. I never want to see it again. I hope um, I never have to see it again. I do not recommend it. I Like I always tell you, I'll never say not to watch a movie. I'll say watch at your own risk, people. That's my final thoughts on this movie. Fuck this movie. And it, it was bad. It was fucking terrible. And I blame you for this, Kyle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kyle Lafreniere. Anybody else got anything they want to? I didn't know. I wanted to end. I wanted yeah. to end just like the movie. Yeah. Don't forget our new buddy Jason Burke. Go check him out. Oh, catch his yeah. books. Cause uh-huh. check out his short film again in case you you didn't catch it all. Cause there's a ton of little nuances in 12 minutes. Go get it. And I did post his stuff in there into the comments, so it'll be in all the platforms that it's showing on right now live, and you know later on when you guys watch it. So click those links, people. And also, as you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Horror Research Thirty. Saturdays, Popcorn and Pints. Also, check out Stories from a Bar. Check out Deep Focus Cinema. Check out Worst Damn Gamer Ever. And like we said, Jason, go right now. Go check him out, guys. That He has some dope films. We're going to be doing um, Limbo Cafe next. I'm not sure when yet, but we're going to be doing Limbo Cafe next for him. And that's going to be that, that one I did see before, and that one was a really good film. Um, But yeah, with that being said, <clears throat> thank you guys for watching. As always, I'll see you in your nightmares. This is for you, Blood Lake, and for this fucking movie right here. Fuck you both. You're terrible. Your parents should be ashamed of you.